Hello and welcome to another Big Picture Reacts episode. Today we will be covering our thoughts and reactions on the Loki trailer that dropped. But before we do, let's see who is joining us today. First up, it's our resident trailer reactor, Adam. Thanks for being here. Hello, hello. Thanks for, for joining me again. It's good to good to see a familiar face here on the trailer reacts. The big picture reacts. Stop being like this. <laughs> I know, I know, absolutely. Next up, we have Lewis joining us here for his first reaction. Lewis, how are you? I'm good. N nice to to be the newbie on the panel, even though we all know each other for like five years. You're never not the newbie on the panel, Lewis. Um, and uh, of course, I'm your host, Stuart. Uh, just giving you a quick reminder that you can find us on all the major podcast services by searching for The Big Picture Podcast, as well as on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at underscore The Big Picture. So yes, as I mentioned today, we'll be giving a quick reaction on the Loki trailer, which will be releasing on Disney+. Plus. Adam, we will come to you first. What were your thoughts on this trailer? Oh, well, I, I, I was actually quite impressed because... Everyone was buzzing for the Loki series, and I, I know everyone likes Loki. Everyone likes Tom Hiddleston. I like Loki. I like him in the comics. Uh, he's actually a lot less likable in the comics. I think the best thing for his character, he's someone who you'd maybe put him with like Hawkeye and a few other people who have or got like a kind of fan base from the movies, and they were never really that likable. Or no one was rooting for Loki in the comics. I would go as far to say, but you know, I, I do like Loki. I like him as a character. I love the kind of whole Norse side of Marvel. So, you know, I was looking forward, but I was also a bit sceptical because I thought, what are they actually going to do? Like, because I, I don't know if I just want to see Loki, you know, just cause mischief again. But they've they've totally, for me, they've totally flipped it around. They've done this kind of different uh, angle with the timekeepers. And that, to me, makes me really excited because it's something that we've just not really seen explored. The closest thing we'd say is probably we've had a glimpse of the Watchers and we've had, obviously, you know, Doctor Strange has used the Time Stone. And he's technically kind of keeping an eye on everything. But it's good to see an actual kind of uh, authority on this. And I, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. Good, good. Lewis, what did you think of the trailer for Loki? You know, it, I found it quite interesting. Um, obviously, you know, if you've watched the Marvel movies, you know what happened to Loki. And it's a shame because Tom Hiddleston, like, not to take away anything from the actors from other people, but he has a certain presence that I think others just don't have, this gravitas on the screen where he's clearly just... He needs to be in the universe, so almost the same as Paul Bettany. Um, but one thing that Marvel have like not really explained well, and it's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way, is how they conceptualize time travel and how they're going to deal with this sort of stuff. And obviously Doctor Strange 2, I think, is going to play a massive role in that. And I'm wondering if this film is going to have any sort of knock-off effects for potential plot lines with that movie as well. Yeah, it's um, it's always weird when time travel crops up. It was a big important point in Endgame, but I didn't like how they explained it. And I, to be honest, it kind of seemed like they didn't really know what they were going for. They just kind of like we've got this kind of quantum realm aspect of it. Let's roll with it, which was fine for the film because that wasn't really what you were there for. But like you said, I'm really interested to see. There's an organization tied to this. Obviously, it's it's something that can't be messed with and it'd be very interesting to see how like you said if Loki kind of breaks aspects of the reality what the consequences are um, I really like this trailer uh, it just it looks so good and unique and weird and I'm very excited for this new meta multiverse look at the MCU so it'll, you know future's bright you know our Marvel going places uh, with these MCU shows, obviously we started with WandaVision, which was pretty out there. 
but this show somehow looks even weirder. Lewis, do you prefer this kind of high concept content from the MCU, or would you rather have more grounded stuff like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? You know what, I think you know Marvel and Disney are in a pretty unique position where they have the platforms to do both, but I've become quite a big fan of this more abstract stuff now no secret it gets mentioned anytime we do marvel i'm a bit more than dc verse i like the kind of grounded and gritty but i think because they have this kind of wacky side of things or this very sort of let's just move the camera to a whole different perspective and let's just mess it up and see what we can kind of get away with really brings like an interesting dynamic and i think that's why wandavision did really well where like even the general population didn't just see it as like a superhero movie or a sitcom it was kind of like this uber meta kind of making fun slash dan Harmon could have written this and <laughs> you have this sort of showing like it, communities kind of a good example in rick and morty is where like they just poke fun at some of these tropes and go let's let's look at things in a different way and i love that marvel with like their capital their investment and their size is taking a go at that i like the the dan Harmon rick and morty comparison considering like rick and morty actually has an organization that also looks yeah. at, uh, at time with those like those testicle guys hopefully they'll show up but uh, adam what about yourself yeah no i have to say i, I quite enjoy um the kind of meta style it's, it's someone who's a big fan of the the comics and it's, i guess it's kind of similar to take from what i said about you know maybe not knowing what we're going to see from loki into the kind of broader sense of like well as a comics fan you know you've seen okay they've they followed almost the traditional route you know you've had your kind of world crisis you've got the team up you've got like the end of the universe thing and then at that point where'd you go and it is multiverse and you know they're, they're just embracing it and i think it's it's bold and you know i don't want to like uh make this just bashing dc uh but like Fucking just what lewis kind of said that you know dc have some amazing properties and amazing characters who could work quite well in this kind of meta style but you just you just couldn't see and the, the way the DCU is now, them taking the step, and it, I think it's just a testament to the kind of long game that Marvel's been playing. That they've now just they've set it up that they can now poke fun at things. It's like we said, they, I mean, I guess they're punching down. Um, you know, Disney's always punching down. No, nothing's bigger than Disney right now. But um, you know, they're they're they've got so big that but they can still kind of poke fun at themselves and the other things as well. And I think it's good. It keeps it fresh. It also could bring in even more fans. And then. Uh, you know they also the masses of business but uh, i have to say i'm enjoying what they're doing right now yeah like you said disney just they can't really do wrong at this point but the mcu has definitely benefited from that i mean i, I shudder to think if they didn't have someone like kevin feige who wasn't at the helm of this ship and like could hire stuff like you know james gunn you know with gardens of galaxy there was a period of time where they'd introduce like Guardians of the Galaxy or Ant-Man or Doctor Strange. I remember so many people going, ah, this is that. Nobody's going to go and see an Ant-Man film or a Doctor Strange film, but they make it work. And now audiences embrace that crazy side. You know, we've got a universe where a talking tree is in the same universe as, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier that's got real social commentary. So it's good to see them punching both sides of the weird and wild stuff and then the hard-hitting realistic aspect of uh, what the stories can bring but Loki himself he's been around for a while in the MCU and he has had quite a character arc already do you guys feel there's any more story to tell with the character you know should he have been left alone I would say that 
like kind of I guess kind of like I said earlier that I also ha- I kind of had that thought going into this trailer going into this or Loki series like I felt it was maybe just fan service for the people who love Loki and I didn't really know what to expect but then I you know I think the fact that they've taken him and they've gone with a total fresh look which I, which did surprise me like I, I literally was like oh, okay like it's just not what I expected I don't think it's what anyone really expected so I think that the fact they can they could take a, such a loved character and then do that you know that shows that there's still mileage maybe there's mileage in every character because they could they're happy to take them in different directions yeah i was i was a little bit concerned because obviously like loki as a character throughout the marvel film universe kind of had his arc and ultimately his redemption at the end of infinity war and endgame so when the tv show gets announced you're thinking wait a minute this guy's been through everything he needs to go through and now you're going to give him more stuff, and he's kind of had that arc, character arc. I mean, even in the, the trailer himself, like, Owen Wilson, of all the people, I never would have expected him to, to appear in a Marvel <laughs> property, but he says, like, I've seen everything you've ever done. You've literally stabbed everybody in the back 50 times, and then, you know, Loki replies with, oh, well, I'll never do it again, and it just, <laughs> it's just, uh, I am a little bit worried that it just becomes the same arc we've had over the films in a more condensed version, but I think as long as they do it in a interesting way and continue to link it in with what's going forward with uh, the multiverse of madness aka doctor strange 2 and with wandavision and you know i would love it the the framework is there where all this stuff links together back around again and you kind of get that same sort of magic you had with endgame yeah obviously the elephant in the room is this isn't the original loki from the past films uh you know because when infinity war happened spoiler alert uh, we all thought Loki was dead and that would be the end of that um, Adam do you think the MCU is setting a dangerous precedent that bringing back these characters even if they're from different timelines or different universities do you think that runs the risk of cheapening death in this franchise yeah, I think that's a, a very fair point I, I do think that you know, I think that with Loki yeah, it's kind of been within character to cheat death. It's literally he's done it already. So I think it, I know as much as it's maybe a running joke almost, but he has cheated death, and this is just another way of him cheating death. But then maybe it's caught up with him. So I I don't think that it's something that it could cheat death if they do it with a character. So like you know we've seen Captain America's arc spoilers, um, and if they just turned around and said oh well he's you know he's come from another universe and he's back and it's it's Chris Evans again. Well, you, then of course we'd feel cheapened by that. You know, but I think providing the, it's just a kind of Loki thing. I don't think they're going to do it with everyone. I don't think Iron Man's going to come back via the multiverse or anything like that. So I think you know they they got to be real with it. They can't just just bring back all the fan favorites for the sake of it. But uh, I think they'll be all right at not cheating in death at the moment. I don't know, Adam. I heard that do little film did not do well at all. You know, I think <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is used to that lifestyle. Looking for another payday. Exactly, he's going to run out of money soon and then I think he'll come crawling back, but that's obviously, we'll cross that bridge when we get there more like, but where do you stand on this issue, Lewis? Because I know you're very, you're a bit like me, you really like a beginning, middle and end. Yeah, you like payoff. I would like to say they've figured a way around it by using a somewhat different version of Loki, but it it does feel a little bit cheap to me. But in the same vein, if you're going to try and pull off with a character, like Adam says, you're not going to do it with you know, Captain America or Iron Man or 
you know, Thor even, you're going to do it with one that's loved that you could maybe still milk some story out of. So, I mean, you could maybe, have, like, the only person you really could have done it with is Loki. Obviously, we've got a Black Widow movie coming, but that's, you know, almost like a prequel. So, uh, one side of me is like, yeah, I don't like it because it cheapens the, the payoff and the experience and the storytelling that was so wonderfully done in the films over that almost 10-year period. But in the same vein, like I said earlier, I'm super excited about this sort of, like, meta look at and like time travel and multiverse and how this all stuff is going to work out so i find i don't want to sit on the fence i am a little bit miffed that it kind of cheapens what his own arc and i obviously i said earlier as well whereas like he's had his story he's had his beginning middle and end is this is going to be the same story told slightly differently so maybe you know what maybe i'm just a bit more skeptical of the show that i'm willing to admit and i'm a little bit concerned about it but if you're going to do it with a character the only person you really could have done it with it probably is loki yeah, I just want to add, it's, we're talking about people um, not cheating death, and I thought you were going to say Vision, <laughs> because obviously WandaVision, <laughs> we had a whole thing about, was he alive? Is he dead? You know, we don't really know what's going on, and then they've, they've, well, they've brought him back and with a white Vision, and we don't know where that's going. I was going to say, it, it also suits the character of Loki, because he is effectively the uh, expert on, you know, multiverse, outer universe stuff, because he was, you know, fucking with Thanos long before we even knew who he was uh, before we really knew who he was in the MCU so I think it's clear that Loki's almost, he, he suits this role as well and it makes sense that he's probably the only character you could bring into this because he's someone who's done it all. Surely so, it says like you think you can fool me, I'm always 10 steps ahead so you know like there's two ways I think to look at that where it's one, oh that's how the story's going to play it where Owen Wilson thinks he's in control where it's actually Loki or the inverse is true where Loki's never in control but it does kind of give you that sort of like cocky arrogance as Loki as a character that's kind of being played throughout the entire show. So maybe this is, you know, Loki's ultimate plan coming to life where like he gets away with it in the end. You know what I mean? Like that's the payoff, not what not what happened in Infinity War, but, you know, him having that sort of like victory, so to speak. Because, of course, they've been very keen to say that this is this is the Loki straight after the invasion of New York in uh, 2012. And, you know, he hasn't gone through that character growth. So whilst we said, you know, are we going to go and see basically a, a rehash of Loki's character arc from then on in the films, what I would love to see is that this Loki doubles down on the <laughs> villainy. Because what, what I would actually love from this series is, like, Loki's presented with a choice, you know, be good or be evil and he chooses that evil route i would basically love it if he the good thing is about loki like you said is he doesn't consider the consequences of his actions and when the consequences kind of show up he still uses that to his advantage he's always on the run from the next set of consequences and i would love this show to just be just him spiraling and spiraling and spiraling until he can't run anymore so i'd just love to see that you know, the ultimate consequence of his actions on a perhaps a universal scale because now they're bringing in the multiverse. Uh, just before we wrap things up, does anybody have any closing thoughts or any predictions for the show or for the future with Loki? I was just going to say that just in kind of uh, direct opposite of what you said, for predictions, I would go, I would say that knowing Marvel and knowing the kind of character growth he's done, I think we'll get a kind of back to the future you know, seeing what he did in the main universe, you know, this is what you could have won kind of thing. And then, you know, that that could maybe just lead to him having that moment of character development and not doubling down on being able, as you say. But I'll hand it over to Lewis. 
You know, I'm actually kind of in agreement with Stuart, although when you said Back to the Future, I instantly just had a vision of Loki playing Johnny B. Good with a guitar. <laughs> I went old Biff. I went, like, I went Loki with old Biff in the game, like, hitting himself. <laughs> but, like, with this show, technically speaking, if, you know, from the premise that we understand from the trailer, Loki will have access to the entire timeline that's happened so far. So there's two things I think will happen or I want to happen. Thing number one, I think he will see the outcome of his personal arc post-New York in what we currently understand to have happened in the Marvel timeline. And because of that, he'll go, well, shit, I made a wrong choice. Fuck this, I'm doubling down, I'm going to join up with Thanos. So maybe it just kind of does the stuff. But the other thing I'm actually quite looking forward to, and I hope they do, is that Loki has a conversation with Loki at some point throughout the timeline in those films. And that becomes the crux or the turning point of the show where either he doubles down or he doesn't. Because I would love to see that sort of, it's a kind of a, uh, not a niche trick, sorry, it's kind of a, you know, a trend where you're literally looking at yourself rather than looking at a mirror and having that dialogue and maybe kind of opening up a bit more of Loki's character in this kind of vulnerable sense of a monologue. And that's kind of what I would love to see. Good stuff. You heard it here first, folks. But uh, I think that's all we have time for. So thank you, Lewis, for being here. I appreciate you hosting this one, Stuart. Thank you very much, Adam. Thank you for joining. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for joining me, Stuart, and being the, the Trailer React veterans of the show. Here from the start. Never forget. Uh, but thank you very much for listening. As always, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and all the major podcast platforms. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Loki trailer? Let us know on Twitter and Instagram at underscore the big picture. And until next time, catch you later. <laughs>